Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on January 29th, 2021 from my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This podcast cuts through the noise and gives you South Carolina-specific COVID-19 news and stories. This episode features an in-depth look at the trip the fetal heartbeat bill took through the Senate this week. We skip our business section to accommodate this segment. South Carolina became the first state in the country to detect the South African variant of COVID-19, and we have more updates from DHEC on the pandemic as well. Additionally, we want to hear your stories, so we set up a voicemail box to hear from you all about your daily life in these uncertain times. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Tell us your name, where you're calling from, and what's happening in your world. And maybe some, some stock advice. Lead cannot give any financial advice unless we're in international waters at the time. Again, call us at 803-563-7169. And we got a little happy hour update. Slow this down to one time speed, folks. You got to listen here. We want to thank everyone who bared with us this past week. We know we joked about everyone coming last time in the episode, but apparently it was not a joke. We, we had a limit of 100 foolishly, and <laughs> we just like blah, uh, and uh, didn't expect to reach it, but we're so overwhelmed that we did. And now our limit is 240. That's 240. So uh, once that's full up though, we can't do anything more. Uh, our hands are tied there. So uh, if you haven't joined us already for Thursday at 6.30 p.m., you can go ahead and do so. RSVP at scetv.org slash sclead. You'll find that link there. And you can come and join us for the much-needed happy hour, our virtual happy hour. And joining us, besides me and AT, will be Meg Kennard, Jamie Lovegrove, and Mayan Schechter. <laughs> and I think my dad snuck in there, too. So can't wait. Can't wait to see you all. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or things you want to talk about. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, the spread of COVID-19 is ongoing, widespread, and not contained, according to Department of Health and Environmental Control data. There have been 6,271 confirmed deaths, and currently there are 390,977 confirmed cases being reported in all 46 counties as of January 29th at 4 p.m. The current percent positive rate is 25%. Currently, 1,986 South Carolinians are hospitalized with COVID-19, 435 are in intensive care, and 278 are on ventilators. On Thursday, we had a jump of 226 deaths reported by DHEC, and that was due in part to a reporting delay. And DHEC has a new COVID-19 vaccine information number. Get all your questions answered about the vaccine and get provider information by calling 1-866-365-8110. And a new online scheduling site should be up and running very soon. Okay, so our politics section is a little bit long, but it's a portion of the bill-making process that I wanted you guys to be aware of. It's interesting, and uh, you know, it's something you guys don't really hear much about. You might read about how things happen in the newspaper or, or watch on TV, but a lot goes into it. And for this bill, we're dealing with the fetal heartbeat bill. You know, the ramifications are very widespread and impact a lot of people. So wanted you guys to know what's going on, and also understand what me and other journalists deal with three days a week at the state house. 
This week, the South Carolina Senate passed the controversial fetal heartbeat bill, fulfilling a major Republican Party priority. The bill was a long time coming and would outlaw virtually every abortion in the state since it must take place around six to eight weeks when the electrical signal representing the heartbeat of an embryo can be detected by transvaginal ultrasound. Such bills have easily passed in the House and been stuck in the Senate until Thursday, when by a vote of 30 to 13, the bill was sent to the House. Leaders there promised to make it a priority as well. Senate floor debate on the bill only lasted three days and involved more Republicans discussing it than Democrats, who, while opposed to the measure, also understand their minority position more so than in years past. Hence, three days of debate and no filibuster. Berkeley Republican Senator Larry Grooms sponsored the bill and introduced it on the floor Tuesday. Abortion is the only health care procedure where success is determined by the taking of the life of another human person. How can abortion be health care when its success is judged by the taking of another human life? And that's what abortion is. It is the taking of a life. It is the snuffing out of that vapor before it even has a chance to rise. It is taking away a thousand or more sunsets. It's taking away the ability to love, to live, to laugh, to enjoy everything that we get to enjoy, everything that God has intended us to enjoy. Beaufort Republican Senator Tom Davis chaired the subcommittee on Bill S-1, which heard from around 100 people during their hearing in early January. He laid out the committee amendment to the bill, which did not include exceptions for rape and incest, exceptions he supports. If in the physician's reasonable medical judgment, um, it was an abortion is necessary to avert the death of the mother, or two, um, if the abortion um, was necessary to avoid serious risk of substantial and irreversible impairment of major bodily functions. Those are the only two exceptions um, to the prescription against abortion. Now, I offered in subcommittee and, and also in full committee um, amendments to provide additional exceptions uh, in regard to that ban on abortion uh, for uh, rape and for incest. And I'm not going to belabor that point right now because I'll have an opportunity later, but I wanted to, in the words of the senator from Berkeley, Jefferson did say that we had certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that government exists to protect those fundamental rights. The problem here is that you have inherently conflicting rights. You have the life of the unborn child, and you have the liberty of the woman and the sovereignty and the jurisdiction over her own body. So, you have, on the one hand, a compelling interest in preserving the life of the unborn, and on the other hand, you have a compelling interest in allowing an individual to have sovereignty and jurisdiction over their own body. And whenever rights come in conflict, we have to look at all the facts and circumstances and use our best judgment to try to reconcile those differences. The other conflict, of course, deals with the constitutionality of the bill which Charleston Republican Senator Sandy Sin made note of when she spoke on her amendment to push the ban to the first trimester, which would be week 12. Currently, abortions in the state are prohibited after week 20. To me, I believe this is what will make it constitutional. 
I think that we're certainly going to have to, I certainly hope, because I'm going to have a rape and incest exception to come up next. But also, I believe that for us to be able to have something that's going to withstand scrutiny, we need to at least give the female until the first trimester. 18, 18 states have done that. And in those 18 states, none of those have been challenged whatsoever. The bills go into effect immediately. And for those who are very, very pro-life, then that's where you can actually save some lives immediately. If we do something such as heartbeat, which I believe does not give enough turnaround time, and there are many cases already up in the Supreme Court now dealing with this issue, uh, then I believe what we're going to have is a stay by the federal court a long and lengthy courtroom proceeding, as we all know, and it's going to end up basically with uh, what we can all expect is that it, it's, it's not ever going to save a baby and it's going to be found unconstitutional. Her amendment failed. Ultra-conservative Senator Richard Cash from Anderson, who has made anti-abortion legislation his number one issue, decided to get theological, which then drew the ire of the more moderate Sin, who is a Catholic. Because we're going to get a little theological. At the end of the day, we're talking about the problem of evil in the world. Rape is evil. Incest is evil. And where was God when that took place? Where was God to let a rape or an incest take place? And so how are we going to respond to a, what you might call an unspeakable evil? Can God bring good out of evil? Now, I just want to know whether you realize that we are not in a church. We are in the South Carolina Senate where there is a separation between church and state. Did you know that? I will answer your question, Senator Sin, but I'm not on the witness stand. Would you like me to answer your question? Yeah, did you know there is a separation between I church know, and state? I know, Senator from Charleston. And I'm not required to check my beliefs at the door, and neither is anybody in here. So I just wanted to make sure we're clear. I am your colleague in the Senate. I am not a member of your flock. So as you can tell, things were heating up. Debate was going round and round on Tuesday. And then Senate Majority Leader Shane Massey casually walked up to the well of the Senate to discuss his amendment and dropped a bomb. That the physician must report that to local law enforcement. Um, it does not require the, the woman to report. It requires the physician to report, which is just an extension of what we already require. Physicians are already required to report um, rape and incest of a child. Um, this would just extend that to all rape and incest, um, that it would have to be reported to law enforcement. It also requires the um, the physician to report to DHEC the, the aggregate numbers so that we can see what numbers would be performed under what exception. We'd have the total number of abortions performed and the exceptions broken out so that then we could, re we could evaluate those things in making future policy. That's the amendment. I move adoption. Question is the adoption of the amendment. All in favor say aye. Opposed no. The ayes have it. So that was Massey talking for a minute about his key amendment to the bill. No one asked questions, and no one called for a roll call vote. The amendment proposed by the Republican leader was voted on by a simple voice vote. 
Many senators didn't seem to realize the exceptions had been added to the bill, including cash. For such amendments, senators usually want a roll call vote so it can be recorded, but no one asked for one. Now on Wednesday, Massey, knowing that several of his Republican colleagues wanted it recorded, introduced the same amendment and added an exception for fatal fetal anomaly. That time, 11 Republican senators voted against the amendment, but 22 voted for it, so it was added to the bill. And then, Democratic Charleston Senator Marlon Kimson was, shall we say, activated. Colleagues, I hate to get in the way of a fight between Republicans. This man loves to filibuster big issues, especially abortion. He's done it before. I've seen it. And he also likes to accentuate his speech to help keep people awake during these long discussions and a little entertained as well. But he didn't speak into the night like he has before, though he did summarize the debate like this. And I want you to brace yourself. Hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours. Upon hours, upon hours, upon hours, upon hours that we going to spend debating the merits of an unconstitutional bill when we got people dying in the state of South Carolina due to COVID. Okay, if you uh, didn't fast forward through that, take a deep breath. Now, Kimson continued talking about things, including the state newspaper article about potential 2022 gubernatorial candidates including several long shots, such as himself. Now watch out, Mayan Schechter. Now, I ain't governor. Might be one day. In fact, I read the state newspaper yesterday, and they showed my picture. Good picture. I like that picture. I remember that picture. Uh, but I noticed, and, and the senator from Richland, McLeod, Great picture, smart lady, good, good address to the response to the governor. But I noticed I had the smallest bio in the, babe, in the picture, in the, in the article. I said, well, where is Ms. Schechter been? It's the lady who wrote the article. I, I, like, I like her as a reporter, but I, had to, I don't know why I had the shortest bio. Okay, so that was a little bit of a distraction, but this is what goes on in the Senate. Now, I'll tell you, about an hour later, the Senate gave second reading to the bill and adjourned. Now, reporters were preparing for Thursday, the last day of session this week, to be the big Democratic filibuster day before the final third reading of the bill. Alas, it was more pontificating and closing arguments, essentially. And Charleston Republican Senator Sandy Sin summed it up in part like this. To the fire and brimstone Republicans, I'll tell you that when we pass this unconstitutional legislation, your smiles will quickly fade because an injunction will be entered as swiftly as the governor signs it. This ill-advised law will fall and it will be costly. Now, I know some of you are already thinking, boy, she has just invited herself a primary challenge. Maybe. But I take solace in knowing that in all likelihood, the courts will have already struck this law before four years is up, and I will be able to show the fiscal impact of our folly. You, on the other hand, will not be able to show me one baby saved. The bill was approved 30 to 13 and heads to the House now. Marion Democrat Senator Kent Williams joined the 29 Republicans, and Charleston Republican Senator Sandy Sin joined the 12 Democrats. 
And like I said earlier, I'm throwing out our entire business section to Tuesday because that was a long politics section. But don't you feel smarter now? Don't you feel like you know what goes on up in Columbia? And if you need a drink, I'm sure Senator Kimson has a recommendation. Brown liquor. On Thursday, DHEC reported that South Carolina became the first state in the country to have cases of the South African COVID-19 variant. Like the UK and Brazil variants, this one is known to spread quicker than the typical virus. Interim Public Health Director Dr. Brandon Traxler gave an update on the cases detected in two adults, one from the PD and one in the Low Country. Experts believe that the current COVID-19 vaccines will protect people against these uh, virus strains. And certainly, DHEC and its partners continue to work to get the vaccine into as many people's arms quickly, safely, equitably, and ethically. It is common for viruses to go through changes that result in a new version of themselves, which is called a variant. We are still learning about this new variant and we'll share more information as we get it. Multiple variants of the virus that causes COVID-19 have been documented in the United States and other countries. Other states have had uh, cases of a United Kingdom variant. The South Africa variant is not related to the United Kingdom variant. The two are very different. Both spread easier and quicker than the current SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19, but neither causes more severe illness. DHEC, along with the CDC, will continue to monitor COVID-19 sequences for variants. Dr. Traxler said that the individuals are out of their contagious periods, but if you contract the variant strain, she said, the current protocols such as quarantining, masking, social distancing, and washing your hands will limit spread, just like it does with the normal virus. DHEC doesn't plan to increase gene sequencing of the test results to look for variants, as it has already been ramped up for some months and other labs are sequencing state results as well. Our public health laboratory has been testing, uh, has been doing this sequencing uh, going back to June. We have been doing surveillance on random specimens going back to June, and we actually had already been increasing um, in the recent weeks uh, and couple of months since the variants overseas became, you know, emerged and became um, more prevalent. And so both uh, the number of specimens that we send to the CDC for sequencing as well as the sequencing that's done uh, at our lab itself have been increased and we will continue increasing them as we had been planning to do. Traxer said the normal coronavirus strain remains the predominant strain in the state. And just a note, DHEC is not recommending double masking yet, though some experts are calling for it. Next, DHEC unfortunately reported the first death of a teenager from multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, or Miss C in the state. The 17-year-old from Greenville died on January 27th. At least 42 cases of Miss C have been reported among children, according to DHEC. Now, Miss C is a rare health condition that occurs in some children and teenagers who have contracted COVID-19 or been in contact with someone infected with the virus. Emergency warning signs for Miss C include trouble breathing, chest pain or pressure that does not go away, confusion, inability to wake up or stay awake, bluish lips or face, and severe stomach pain. 
And Becker's Hospital Review, a national healthcare information form, released its states ranked by percentage of COVID-19 vaccines administered, and South Carolina is ranked 10th in the nation for administering more than 61% of the total doses of vaccine received in the state. Now, you may remember that in mid-January, the CDC had indicated South Carolina was one of the lowest states for rates of doses distributed and of shots given per 100,000 people. But... That reporting failed to include the more than 200,000 doses dedicated to long-term care facility residents and staff. And that, of course, was the Moderna vaccine, and we're getting more of that. We're about to see a 16% boost in the number of Moderna doses coming to the state over the next three weeks. Remember, the Moderna vaccine is going to pharmacies and clinics, not hospitals. That's because it doesn't require the ultra-cold storage the Pfizer vaccine does. So roll up your sleeves, South Carolina. Got more vaccine coming. Welcome to our wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. Tell us if you've gotten vaccinated, if you've tested positive, how you're handling work and life and maybe your kids and teaching. Let us know. We want to know. You can tell us (laughs) at 803-563-7169. We want to know. (laughs) Leave us your name, where you're calling from. And what's going on in your world? So we can know. AT. <laughs> yes. What do you want to know? <laughs> I want to know if uh, we have any new voicemails. Oh, have we got voicemails? Oh, boy. I we haven't mean, even got through them. Chock full of nuts. More like chock full of voicemails as far as I'm concerned here. Six so today, coffee, yes. we're going, we're unprecedented, unprecedented numbers. We're going three unique callers today, folks. Yeah, yeah, we're going three callers today, folks. Okay, strap in, folks. Oh, hold strap on to your in. butts. Sam, <laughs> Sam Jackson said it best when he was about to die. Spoiler alert in Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park. <laughs> 1993. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Jurassic Park. The dinosaurs win. <laughs> okay, here we go. First one. Hey, Gavin. Hey, AT. I have been listening to your podcast for a while, and I really enjoy the straightforward news about our state and government. I am a first-year teacher in Greenville County, and it's been a very challenging year, to say the least. Um, it's been very really enjoyable. Um, I definitely feel a lot of camaraderie between the staff, that's wonderful. Um, e-learning was really a struggle between my own children doing e-learning and then doing stuff for kids at home. And just want to get back to normal. Uh, I struggle with thinking about the, the vaccine and whether or not I should take it. But I'm definitely going to take it because, as Dr. Linda Bell said earlier in your pod, she said it's the best course of action to get us back to normal. And I'm totally for that. Most of the staff that I work with is for getting the vaccine and keeping ourselves protected. So I'm really looking forward to getting back to normal someday, as we all are. Um, but I've just enjoyed a lot of family time, hanging out with my kids, being outside, playing with my dog, watching a lot of movies, just being appreciative more of the things I can't do than I appreciated them when I couldn't do them. So it was nice talking to y'all. My name is Veronica Kane in Greenville County. 
Well, thank you, Veronica, for calling. Uh, it's great insight on how teachers are handling this whole situation. And oh, yeah. yes, in Dr. Bell, we trust. That's what yes. we do. <laughs> Definitely. She is the best. I am looking forward to getting that vaccine myself. It's going to be a while, though, but we're getting there. Yeah, I'm a little jelly that you're going to be, Veronica, you're going to be a little bit ahead of us. But I understand mm -hmm. that. I, I'm just a jealous man. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think the teacher should be getting it right now. But that's... I agree. We yeah. can't make that decision, but... As far as I'm concerned, you're front line. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you want okay. to get kids back in. But yes, continue. Continue. Thank you, Veronica. We love you. We cherish you. Next up, we're going again. This is the second dip of the trip dip today. Okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. My name is Noel Whiteside. I live in the recreational community of TPK. If you've never been, I highly recommend you come see us at Lake Wiley. Just listen to the pod. Thanks for all the hard work you're putting in. I've uh, been listening there now for about six months, and I really do appreciate all you guys are doing. I had to dovetail off your last conversation about the the vaccine rollout in South Carolina and how far behind we are. It's amazing. My my parents, my wife's parents, they all live in South Carolina, all their friends. They're all driving tomorrow to go to the Concord Motor Speedway in Charlotte, North Carolina, to get vaccinated. Because the state of North Carolina has so many more vaccines than we do they've been able to lower the, the age to 65. So now you've got COVID vaccine tourism, if you will. So I just, it's very frustrating to hear that, especially because I love the state of South Carolina. I, I don't want to live anywhere else. And I've lived in North Carolina. I moved down to South Carolina because I couldn't stay in North Carolina. But just, it's very frustrating and disappointing that we are so far behind. And, you know, it may be, I may drive to Virginia or Georgia or anywhere once my age comes up. And South Carolina is still so far behind. But anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks for all you do. And looking forward to hearing some more pods. Bill, thanks for calling. Uh, we appreciate you calling. Sounds really nice down near Lake Wiley. Definitely want to yeah. come visit, like you said. Interesting about your your parents and their friends doing that. Uh, I'm guessing people, you can just do that. I would, I would assume that there'd be some sort of residency requirement. You have to show an ID or something like that. But that's... Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? We're the South Carolina lead, not the North Carolina yeah, lead. Yeah, I definitely, uh, much. yeah, I love what you said. <laughs> You're like, move back down here. I'm like, I've never lived in North Carolina, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I like Charlotte. I, Charlotte, Charlotte's very great. good ramen place. I got OBX, Boto ramen. I'm, I'm a South Carolinian now. Thanks I'm for calling. I'm a South calling. Carolina boy. Oh, thank you so much for calling. That The, the second dip in our trip dip. Yeah, let's um, get those jabs. Let's get one more dip in, baby. This is real <sighs> quick one, real quick <sighs> one, okay? What other show are you getting a triple dip from, folks? None other, okay? Hey, Gavin and AC. This is Mike calling from West Columbia. I'm a physician here in town and have really enjoyed listening to you guys throughout the pandemic. And I wanted to call and put an end to this voicemail drought. I've been fortunate enough to have received both doses of the Pfizer vaccine haven't had any ill effects from it apart from a various mildly sore arm for about a day and a half, pretty similar to a tetanus shot, but I've fully recovered. I also wanted to make a small request that AT not give away any more of our super secret mattress slipping tips so as not to put us physicians out of business. All right, you guys keep it up and stay safe out there. Whoa, Doctor West, totally nerd. He's like, dude, stop it, man. You don't have you don't have a medical degree. You can't be giving out this kind of advice for free. Confer I mean, doctors hate this guy. Confirm. <laughs> you, oh you know? my God, this one tip. Doctors yeah. hate this guy. Well, Doctor Mike from West Columbia, thank you. Congrats on getting both doses. And Veronica, there you go. Some firsthand knowledge of uh, someone who has experienced the vaccine in full. So. 
very cool. Very cool to hear. That I like having those. I, I I specifically chose those because it was three different stories of the vaccine, and I and I, I like. Uh, so you're influencing those, how you know? my I'm thinking. Exactly right. This was I a psyop. Like this was all a psyop <laughs> to get you to. And get then a you could be like, "Well, Gavin, don't you write the whole show." Says, no, no, that's not the point. That has nothing to do with it. <laughs> but don't you like write your own show and have a team? That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, I don't do anything here around here, folks. I just play. I just play. Gavin has a clock that I have to follow, and if I don't follow it, there he has a remote shot collar that he hits me with. Hey, okay, efficiency is we need it in these times. Okay, okay. No, it, the whole world's going crazy. In this <laughs> show, just, we're staying on schedule. Here I am getting a hard time for disciplining people when they're getting out of line. Uh, well, here at the end, I get to speak a little bit. Um, Not too long. <laughs> no. And uh, one thing I wanted to talk about here Go was ahead. speaking of speaking of psyops. Speaking um, of speaking. I've been watching uh, the Vice three-part QAnon documentary, which I cannot okay. recommend enough. Oh. It's called QAnon, The Search for Q. Mm. Look it up. It's fun. They find them? Um, uh, I think it's on the Vice app or on demand or wherever else. Maybe Hulu. Um, but big news, breaking news. They didn't find so them, I was watching they? it. They find them? Oh, well, I don't know. I do <laughs> According to this story, I don't think so. But because I was watching it, I was halfway through the third episode, right? When they were getting to their findings, the sound went out on the on the episode and it never came back. Oh, my God. Illuminati confirmed. Oh, you know? wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. They knew, yeah, bro. So, yeah, they were onto us. They didn't just want the like, truth to get this out. This is just like Robin Hood GameStop, bro. This, this is just is... like that. I, I, I'd like. I'd also like to to get. I want to. I want to see how many how many of yes, our listeners definitely want to in. Who's in? On, who's on, on the, GameStop? You don't have to tell us yes. like how much you've. I mean, you can if you want to brag about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, how much are you making? My, my brother rode the AMC wave the other day. He got in like the day before, and then mm -hmm. kablamo. Um, I'm not going to talk about anything that I own because I don't want to influence anyone because we're not a financial pod, but I'm not on GameStop. Gav, that's just Gavin saying he shorted every single one of these yeah. stocks. <laughs> Everyone on Wall Street Bets hates this guy. No. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm loving this. This is like a radical time. So when we were talking about this, I know we've had a long pod, maybe a short little wind down, but you know, every Wednesday this month has had an eye situation. I for Very insurrection, weird. I for impeachment, I for inauguration. This past Wednesday, like I said, I was terrified what was going to happen. But yeah. this one was investors, you know? It was mm. crazy. Everyone Everyone's was making favorite. money. It was going nutso. Then Thursday, they're like, hey, no more of that. Only we can do that. <laughs> yeah. Know, I, like, I think it's completely unfair. I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's not going to shock any listeners yeah. to know that I fall on the side of Redditors. Oh, um, I mean, that's that's the way everyone should be if you're a true American. Mm -hmm. That's capitalism right there. Beep, beep. And then you Baby. see this unity coming that we no one. Would, I mean, you could have you could have told line. me that on January seventh that I'd be seeing Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz and AOC <laughs> agreeing. Or yeah, I should say, no I should way. say Ted Cruz agreeing with AOC because then she retweeted him. She's like, I don't think yeah, so, bro. He's trying she, to kill me. <laughs> yeah, she was not pleased with it. But uh, yeah, wild stuff. I mean, we have not seen the end of it yet. You have all these folks united on this, and again, this is something that has been going on. And I will say it's it's almost kind of like how everyone got involved in politics the last go around. Whatever your politics were, you were in on it. You were understanding You're it. You were getting in. more in touch with it, even if it was good or bad, unfortunately, um, and good or bad in terms of information versus fake, true fake news. Uh, but this time around, everyone is learning basically how the stock market works. You could make the argument for 2008, <laughs> yeah. but that was so complex and like, 
you know, you're talking about like, you know, I think if people really learned something from 2008, this would not have happened today. If, yeah. this but week. this time it was, it's kind of a little bit more cut and dry. It's still complex when you're talking about shorting and, and margins and stuff, but you can still, but you can see it more and more people are actually benefiting from it in a, in a good way in some ways, depending on where you come down, if, unless you're defending um, Unless, you know, uh, other uh, folks. Uh, we got, Gavin, you got to watch out. We have a lot of hedge funds. I know. I'm, all my hedge fund bros are going to be coming for me. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, so it's, it's made it a little bit more understandable. People that had no idea how the stock market worked now have like some idea of how it works. And they're like, well, I want to get mm-hmm. on that action too. So um, I'm still a little unclear about why shorts exist, you know, like to make money. I, yeah, like derivatives, but like, why, baby. why can you bet against companies and That's, then intentionally make them crash? Just the same way you can bet for them, thinking they're going to have good news, but if they're going to have bad news, no, they don't I meet understand. their earnings but report. But don't you want to keep it positive here? You, like, just play the long term. If like, you're a positive if, person, if, but if you want that money, baby, you vote GameStop's down. If GameStop's not going to survive, just don't put money into it. Don't bet for it to lose and then make it Why? Lose. You can make money. <laughs> that's I mean I'm not defending, but that's you know that's that's the whole thing right there. So I that, get that that's the argument, but I'm I'm still a I little. I mean when I buy options, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm always betting that the stock is going to rise because I am an optimistic person. Yeah, you're a glass half full, okay? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I don't use Robinhood because I'm an adult. <laughs> I have Charles mm-hmm. Schwab. Okay, like, you, grow you up, don't people. need a you don't need a fun name. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Gavin is all in on Dogecoin. We're going full crypto here, yes. baby. And the lead, I just give you a heads up for the, the for the happy hour. We're going to be yeah. releasing our own cryptocurrency. Yeah, we have we're going to have a Super lead volatile. IPO in a crypto. <laughs> Super volatile. Lead coin. Lead coin is going to be available. <laughs> Everyone, look under your chairs. It's already there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it out. This okay. is enough. These people yeah. are done. <laughs> They're like, we've heard enough about this. But we will see you on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. for our virtual happy hour. We have more than 100 people coming. It's going to be rowdy. We're going to have polls. We're going to have funny oh. stories. We're going to have hot stock tip advice. Hot goss. <laughs> and everything the else hottest stock you goss. come to expect from the South Carolina lead. Yeah, the, the South Carolina lead dancers. <laughs> yeah, including the SC lead dancers. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for listening to the pod. And you can show us your appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes, coming to our happy hour. Okay, we invited you. If you don't show up, that's really tacky. Or leaving us a message at 803-563-7169. And again, 18 to chill, 21 to spill. It's like you can drink whatever you want. No big deal. My parents aren't home. <laughs> And you can stay up with the latest news on SCETV.org and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org. And don't forget to support your local newspapers. Also, consider becoming an ETV member. Membership starts at just $40, and if you pledge at the $75 level, you get access to PBS Passport and all the great programming your donation helps support. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina. Guys, get your digital wallets out, because check it out. You got crypto. Okay, okay. you got it. <laughs> You're about to be millionaires, because we are going to the moon. <laughs> I just love it all. It's so great. Legalize GameStop. <laughs>